Welcome to the Unspoken Podcast. I'm Coach Hulk. I'm here with Coach Jones and Coach Reddick. Last episode, we had uh, CJ on, and we talked a little bit about National Signing Day. This episode, we're going to continue with talking about National Signing Day. We're going to also talk about recruiting, social media, and the uh, the MSFL. So, uh, I, I, I got to say, we had a pretty good uh, National Signing Day ourselves this Wednesday, boys. I, I think we did. I think we brought in a lot of guys that we really wanted at all positions. Uh, I think we fixed a lot of our problems that we had from last season. So I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I don't really see too many other people signing that many in our conference. Not in but, our league. Yeah, no. That's what I said, not in our conference. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we just got to be able to bring in a little bit more and being able to translate their talents from high school to college. Uh, I think we, what, numbers-wise, we signed, what, 26 or 27 around there? Yeah, about 26, Um, 27. So, for the team overall, we're in the 60s. So, um, that's not bad. We're looking to try to get into the uh, 80, 90 range. But, I mean, that's a good start. I mean, we got a next couple months. um, We'll still be hard at work trying to get the rest of those guys. But I think we got a very good jump uh, going into these next few months. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh, we, we kind of uh, realized where our weaknesses were last year. Uh, we built on that. We got a solid depth chart. Um, you know, I think the guys that we got coming in, uh, we're going to do some great things, not only this next season, but for the, you know, for years to come. You know, uh, we had, we added a couple teams to our uh, to the MSFL this upcoming season. We're adding some more to Fusion season after that. So, man, we got uh, we got a lot of stuff going on over here. Uh, I can definitely say I said it before. Um, our narrative um, from last year, um, I remember me and Jordan would have to explain what sprint football was, you know, a hundred times over last year. But the narrative has changed from what is sprint football to uh, do y'all got a spot for me? So um, that's one of the things that has changed from this off season to last off season, and uh, hopefully we can continue to grow. Um, but it's just one of those things. Uh, we look forward to the future of, of sprint football. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm glad you said that because I think, you know, pretty soon it's going to hopefully be to the point where sprint football isn't even separated from, you know, from quote-unquote regular football. You know, people will just say, yeah, I, I play sprint football, and everybody will just automatically know what that means. And I, th- I think and I think I said it in um, the trailer episode – Recruiting-wise for us, it was a lot harder that first year because, again, we didn't have no credibility and all these other things. But now, right, we got a lot of things working in our favor. Um, We have a pretty good presence on social media, I would say. Um, Some more than others. And, yeah, it gets kind of crazy, right? Oh, definitely (laughs) gets kind of crazy how, yeah. But we we get into all that a little later. But for the most part, I think recruiting for us – we're able to finally show a, a finished product. Not fully finished yet, but we're able to give them something to show them, like, okay, y'all, there's really no difference, right? So now we don't, like like Coach Jones said, we don't really hear that anymore. It's more now like, okay, how can I get a scholarship? How can I come play for y'all? What what, what type of players are y'all looking for? Do I fit that um, as a player? You know, things of that nature. A lot of the families that we also met, too, I, I feel like, they're they're very welcoming. They're welcoming okay. us. They're welcoming spring football, and we're doing the same to them. We're welcoming them into the family. 
Right, right, and I think I think we have geared more away from def- defining what sprint football is, and we focus now more on how can I become a part of it, like you had mentioned. Right, yeah. and we got kids from uh, both coastlines uh, now coming in uh, from Jersey, California. Uh, we have returning guys coming from Florida and Mississippi. Uh, we got some more, uh, another Mississippi kid in CJ, which we spoke about uh, in last episode. But I mean, we're really uh, branching out. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we even we even got a guy from coming from Massachusetts, you know. So I mean, you know, we took something that was a Midwest sprint football, and we had a lot of Illinois, Missouri kids, and now we've literally turned it into we we recruit just like D one, D two, anything like that. So that's why, you know, I think it's important to realize that sprint football has those capabilities, like we are branching out and recruiting all across the country. And, and it's not even the fact that we're reaching out to these guys, mm-hmm. they're reaching out to us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even like now we don't even have to sell it to them. Now they yeah. just want to be a part of it. I yeah. think it helps us too, that we don't have to worry about red shirt. We don't have to worry about uh, recruiting within a certain time frame because we can recruit year round. Um, so that's one of the things that benefits us. And then we can still offer scholarship money, which can pay for a majority of your school costs. Right, right. And, and, you know, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, you know, anybody that's listening to this podcast that's, uh, you know, class of 24, 25, looking for coming into the future, you know, keep that GPA right. Because, uh, you know, we also give academic scholarships. So the higher your GPA, the better your, uh, you know, if you take the SAT or ACT, you know, we're going to be able to offer you more academic money, add that to the athletic scholarships. And, you know, you're looking at guys who are nowadays coming to school for free. And not only that, getting their master's for free and playing five years of football. I mean, talk about having your cake and eating it too. Man, like I said, I think we did a really good job of, again, I, I keep saying it because everybody that we brought in are truly athletes, student athletes that we wanted they did what they needed to do in the classroom, which a lot of these athletes don't understand. That's your downfall. That's your biggest one right there. Yeah. You could be as good as you want to be. You can be the next Randy Moss. You could be the next Tom Brady. You could be the next whoever. But if you can't go showcase your skills because you can't get into college, right, then it's not going to mean anything. Not saying there's not other options because there are other options before you get to a four-year. You know, some people just have to go the Juco route. But I, I just think that – Athletes, please do your homework, right? Know your capability. Know what you're capable of. Um, know your own GPA. Know what you want out of your own career, right? And be able to make this decision for you. Don't let nobody else try to make this decision for you. Right. Um, and I also see it as um, the cool part where I can say, quote, unquote, is I had to learn that hard lesson myself. So it's not just – Oh, it's just an, another person telling me, of course, keep my grades up and blah, 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 like mom and dad do. Um, this is something I actually learned myself um, yeah. coming out of high school. My grades were horrible coming out of high school, you know, and I, I did go to a JUCO and then transferred to uh, Lincoln University. But my playing days were over. Right. Uh, for football, at least I ended up running track in college. But for football, I was done. Um, and it's just one of those things of we're we have our own experiences but we're telling you from every experience uh that we've had as individuals like hey keep those grades up that's the that's the number one number no 40 matter no shuttle time matter um 
bench press, whatever it is, vertical, that stuff doesn't matter. And um, it's secondary to your GPA, that GPA number. Right. And I mean, like you said, it's like, you know, we all, we have, we've all been there, done that. So it's like one of those things there, we didn't just go through it. We grow through it. So yeah. we're, we're trying to help, you know, all these guys that are looking forward. Um, we're giving them those, those information that we didn't have and letting them know, Hey, listen, like, like you just said, coach Jones, the fat, you could be the fastest 40, you could, you know, have the highest 225, but if you don't get accepted into the university, then none of those things matter. No, it doesn't. I mean, like Coach Jones said, right, we all been through different things. I had to go JUCO out of high school, right? I had to learn from my mistakes as a high schooler. I had to learn from my mistakes as a college football player, as a college student. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to learn how to really – what's the right word I'm looking for? I guess, you know, just make time for the things that – that's right. Yeah, right. For, uh, prioritize. Yeah, prioritize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good word right there. I mean, I tell people all the time when I first my first semester at Lincoln, psh, mama, you probably gonna be mad when I say this, <laughs> but I felt I I I dang near failed out. Yeah, it was party time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, and I tell people it was a it was a culture shock for me mm-hmm. because I went from a small JUCO of probably three four hundred people total to a HBCU, and I'm seeing people. Uh, just like me and having fun, playing sports, I wasn't focused on the right things. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh in high school they joke about a super senior. There's so many super seniors in college, man. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about six and seven year seniors. <laughs> and I tell people this too. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you do not graduate in four years. Yeah. Right. No, it's okay. You that's you fine. you gonna fail, you gonna fail classes. That's just part of the nature that's the nature of the beast. You gonna want to go party over doing some homework some days or some weeks. Like, long as you graduate and get that degree, yes, we want you to get it in four years, right? I mean, because at the end of the day, it is a business. It still comes down to a money financial situation. Mm-hmm. But if you don't graduate in those four years, I guarantee you, it's not over, right? And I had to learn that for myself because now I'm what six years now. Yeah. Six, almost seven years in college now and yeah. still don't have a degree, but I'm still doing what I set out to do, which would be a college football coach. Right, right. Right. My path is very different from a lot of other people's. Right. There are some similarities like me and Coach Hulk. Like we we are very similar in a lot of ways when it comes to what I'm talking about now. But I just had to learn from it. Right. I, I mean, I agree. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, you know, I went to college. You know, I, I went to two universities right off the bat. You know, uh, injuries and financials uh, kind of affected that. Then I went to another school, you know, f- was kind of trying to figure out it, what I wanted to study, if this is what, even really the path I wanted to go down. And then finally, by my fourth school or fifth school, I figured it out, you know, and I, and I got my associate's degree. And now, you know, I'm here doing my bachelor's and whatnot. But, you know, like you said, it's not really, you know, obviously financially you want to get done with it. But at the end of the day, your degree is what matters. Right. You know, like yeah. you're you're just you're you're gonna get it at some point. Whether it takes you four years to get it or it takes me six years to get it, at the end of the day, the bachelor's degree doesn't say it took you four years, it took right. you six years. All it says is bachelor's degree. And, From, and jobs don't ask that question anyway. They don't ask how many years were you in college. All they care about is, hey, um, oh, I see you got your degree. Cool with me, you know. Uh so it's one of those things of even if we get into it a little bit deeper, 
how many jobs actually ask you what your GPA was. Right. 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 That is true. Yeah. That is true. Because, I mean, <clears throat> I think times have changed as far as, right, now it's a little bit more important in society if you have that degree mm-hmm. for whatever you want to do in life is very important. But back when, like, my mama and them generation is like, a college degree was kind of rare, mm. I would mm-hmm. say. Like, it really wasn't as important. You didn't really need it. Um, and even even kind of now, this new generation is starting to kind of be like, well, do I really want to go to school? Do I really need it? All I can say is give you the best advice of at least try it first before you make any decision. Right. Or or right. do what's best for you, you know? Yeah. If, if, it's one of those things of, Sometimes kids come in and they're undecided. They don't know yeah. what they want to do. And the first two questions I ask is, okay, what do you want to study? Okay, you don't know that? All right, what do you want to do career-wise? What is something that interests you? Yeah. So we can lead you in the right path of what you need to get your degree in. Right, and, and like you said, Coach Jones, I, I, they don't even ask about GPAs anymore. I mean, you know, one of my teachers used to joke back in the day and used to say, you know, what do they call the guy or the girl that got a C in medical school? Doctor. So, yeah. You know, it it wasn't about the fact of, you know, how well they did necessarily, but what the end product was. You know, it's the same thing when we practice, right? When we start off the season and we got fresh guys coming and whatnot, it's not about where we start. It's about how you finish. So as long as you finish and you finish strong, I mean, realistically, that's that's all that matters. I think that's a testament to our last season. Matter of fact, we started off one and three. Yeah, Uh, we finished four and three. Right, rip off three games in a row. Then in that championship game, uh, we're down fourteen to nothing going into halftime. We come back and rip off twenty four unanswered and uh, shut them out the second half. Uh, they didn't even get past the 50-yard line, I don't think, in the second half. I don't think so either. I'm still waiting on the film for that too, by the way. Yeah, well, you know, it, it happens. You know, what are you going to do? But <laughs> anyway, you know, yeah, it would have been nice. But, you know, th- there's a reason, you know, I, I like to use all these kind of stupid references. But, you know, there's a reason why the rearview mirror is small and the the – windshield yeah. is big because it's more about what's more important where you're headed than where you were coming from so right. yeah. you know moving forward we you know we know what we got to do uh we have all the the certainty that we're going to do that and uh next year is going to be a, a whole different season it's gonna be a hell of a hell of a year for yeah. us oh absolutely yeah so yeah. you know w- with our national signing day i mean and one of the things that you said earlier jordan is about you know not only did we get the players that we wanted, mm-hmm. but those guys wanted to be here. Correct. So, I mean, we got guys coming in that, you know, a center from California that, you know, the other four guys on the, his the offensive line with him got 25 D1 offers between, you know, the four of them. And, you know, he's doing the same job as they are. And mind you, we didn't have to travel right. to get that kid. Right. Right. You know, well, he, he we came got three here. California kids, right. actually. Yep. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, I mean, we've built a program, you know, it's like the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yep. You know, that's all we had to do. All we had to do was build something that people want to be a part of. And now they're a part of it. That's just, that's just how it is. So, you know, I think that this year is going to be great. I think that we've got a lot of good things on the horizon and and it's, it's only going to keep going up from here yep I, I agree I agree a lot with everything that you just said 
Yeah. And that and that goes to um and all that uh effort, you know, goes into social media as well. Uh with how active all three of us are on social media. Right. And and everybody runs social media differently. I mean, I'm not you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, my social media is perfect or, you know, what I say is the right thing. But, you know, I will say that, you know, I was sort of catfished, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I find that, you know, I, I, I mean, I I'm flattered. I'm flat. So whoever decided to catfish me, thank you. Uh, they took time out of their day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm living rent free in your head, you know, that's a bill I ain't got to pay. I I think we personally, I personally, I think we live rent free in everybody in our conference head. Cause, and I mean this with all due respect, stop doing everything we do on social media. Every time we drop a graphic or we talk about our program, y'all don't have to do the same thing. You know, but, you know, being a copycat is a, a form of flattery. Oh, you yeah. Know, you got to take it like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, again, y'all have all these other things that y'all can do and talk about y'all program. Why are we always the topic of conversation? You know what? N- I, now that I think what? about it. Sorry, Coach. Um, Now that you say that, how many recruits did we actually get from our uh, conference teams because they spoke us up? Exactly. Yeah. And and that now that I think about it, you know, with with listening to you guys talk about it, I just think, and this is just my opinion, but I think we're the standard. Yeah, like we are the standard. We are what people are trying to you become. Set that bar. Yeah, right. uh, and we, we set that real high. How we do things, we do it our way because it works for us, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Social media, it works for us. How we use it, how we use everything from recruiting to finding athletes, all that, right? It just works for us. Just because it works for us doesn't mean it's going to work for anybody else, right? So I'm kind of glad that we are the standard. I'm kind of glad that they do want to copy us because obviously, like you said, we're doing something right, right? You, you're you not going to copy somebody that ain't doing something right. Yeah, yeah. And- and you know, I you know, once again, I, I say this all the time, but I pre- I feel like I have to preface what I'm going to say with this. You know, it might hurt some people's feelings, but let's be re- let's be honest here. You know, everybody said we are little brothers of the D2 team. Everybody said, oh well, you know, people only want to come there because you know you have your own college field because of the other team and blah blah blah. Well, what's going to be the excuse next year when we have Walsh who has their own D2 team? What's going to be the excuse when other teams come in, they got D2 teams, they got their own field. And not only that, but even just speaking on that, mm-hmm. how how many have all these other schools that are joining with the D2 team, they've seen the value yeah. of what sprint football is. Yeah. So it, it's not that we're only given these things because of that. I mm-hmm. feel like we have earned what we have. So regardless of what field you play on, that doesn't speak anything about who you are as a coach or right. how a player is going to react to you as a coach. So you can say that as an excuse, but at the end of the day, I guarantee you if you ask any of our guys if they would still go play with us on the worst field that they, there is, mm-hmm. and they would say yes. Yeah. I, I also think, too, now that you brought that up, right, that we are before the first season, we was quote-unquote the little brother of the D2 team. But if you ask every single player that we got from this recruiting class and then last year's team, how many people actually cared about the D2 team? How many people actually came here because they thought they had a shot on being on the D2 team? I guarantee you all of them say all of them say no. 
Like, the D2 team was not part of why I came here, right? Because we are our own program, right? We do do things differently than them. Only thing we share is a football field. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, you know, this, this isn't us speaking poorly about the D2 team at all. We, we love those guys. We love their coaching staff. Uh, same thing goes for every other sport at this university. It's just we need to make it very clear mm-hmm. that we are a separate entity yep. who yes. does our own thing, and we know what we're doing. We don't, yep. we don't need to depend on another organization or another team to, to influence what we do. Yeah, and even when it comes down to recruiting, right, we don't have to speak about any other team in our conference. This is the first time publicly that we – I think we actually have spoke about any other team in our conference. And, again, we don't have to because we know what we have here. Right. Right. We know, we know what we're building here. We know that if we do things the right way, right, it, we will be rewarded in the long term. Right, and and that's like you like you just said. You said it perfectly. Like, if you're doing things the right way, you don't have to point out everybody else's mistakes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know what you're doing is good enough. Yeah. So instead of me saying, "Oh, well," it's almost like me hiding my insecurities yeah. by pointing out yeah. what everybody else is doing wrong. It's like. I'm not going to try to recruit a, a, a student or an athlete by saying, oh, this program is horrible at this. This program's horrible at that. No, I'm going to point out what we can offer them. Yep. And I don't have to talk bad about another school. I don't have to talk bad about anybody else in the conference. Right. All I have to do is let them know what we offer and why we are the better decision. Yeah, and yeah. then throw the ball in their court. Right. You know, they make that decision from the end. Right. Um. It's one of those things, too. I think our school provides some great resources. Yeah. They really do. Especially when it comes to the education. Yeah. 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 I'm just this podcast room that we're sitting in right now is a perfect example. So, yeah. I, I like I said, it, it's, you know, you can sit here and compare apples and oranges, McDonald's and Burger King, whatever you want to do. Everybody's going to have their preference, right? All we can do is advertise what we have, what we're capable of, mm-hmm. and they're going to make their own decision. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, I've told numerous recruits, I said, hey, listen, I want what's best for you. If we're not that choice, there is nothing personal, no hard feelings. You yeah. do what's best for you. Yeah. And I also feel like, too, it, and it's really crazy to me because, like, Coach Hulk, in your situation, they somebody literally downloaded an app to make a where you're from phone number and then go out and actually – offer kids that we don't even know about, right? Then we also got a couple fake pages about us and this, that, and the third. Anytime we ever spoke about any program, y'all can go back and check out the first, our very first trailer episode. Mm-hmm. We actually was praising some of the players from other teams. Yeah. So we, we have no reason to talk bad about no other team. And it, I just find it funny that woke up this morning and – Somebody on the little fake page was like um, DBU question mark, and then showed a play of um, Kyson giving up a touchdown, which was, I mean, it happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's part of the football game, but they won't pull up the results of all of all the games last season. The secondary only gave up five touchdowns total, no PIs, and two holding calls, and thirty-eight percent completion rate. Come on now, yeah, I mean, and so you- that's not DBU, right? 
And, and and Jalen Ramsey, arguably one of the best corners in the league. Correct. You're telling me that he has never given up a touchdown in his career? One touchdown? Come on. He ain't never gave up a P.I., a holding? Petty. Right. And then, right, even when it came down to the Coach Jones, when he made his tweet about the linebackers and things like that, they tried to say, oh, well, y'all got a 5-4 linebacker. Yeah, that 5-4 linebacker also was the defense player of the year. Mm-hmm. But y'all want to talk about that. He also is a sprint football record holder for TFLs. Yeah. He also, I ain't going to say the, na- the team name, but he also got a sack, a fumble, and a fumble recovery all in one play. So you can talk all this, you can talk all this stuff that y'all want to, but y'all know at the end of the day, right, we got our receipts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Statistics don't lie. You know that's why there, there. In my opinion, there's no point in in talking trash and like trying to to say things that make no difference because at the end of the day, just look at the like the proof is in the pudding. Correct. You know, like yeah, you're gonna say, oh, our linebacker is five foot tall. Okay, but he broke sprint football league records. Nobody could block him. That have been around for ninety years. Yeah. Ninety. In one season. Come on now. So at 5'4", if he's capable of doing that, I will take every 5'4 linebacker that we have. Exactly. And, of course, he represented St. Louis, so uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm down with it all the way. I'm from St. Louis, too, so <laughs> he represented home the proper way. Well, And what, what, what's Missouri motto? The show me state? Yep, you got to show me something. He showed the whole league that he's that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, so talk all the stuff that you want to. Just remember that that same guy that you're talking about, you also got a scheme against. Right, and and scheme four. And and th- I have never once said a bad thing about any player, any school, any coach. So to have somebody out there taking somebody, which sprint football is supposed to be about giving that smaller guy the opportunity. Exactly. So then to go ahead and say that smaller guy, that sprint football is built around Come on now. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Exactly. You're, now you're just hating. You're just being a pure, petty hater. But what they say, what they say, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, geez, I, I just. I think Cal Williams said it best. Uh, matter of fact, um, he said in the morning, if you wake up and you have 11 haters, by the evening you should be working on 12, 13, 14, 15. Uh, I think uh, we got about, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, it's we, growing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, every day. But you know what the funny thing is, too, like, Chris? Every time, like you just said, every time we'll wake up in the morning and we got, you know, some kind of negative post and some kind of, you know, shot taken against us. But you know what the funny thing is? Mm -hmm. We also wake up with, what, 500,000 followers? Mm -hmm. So for every hater that we get, Mm -hmm. we're getting, like, 100 positive influences. Exactly. So, hey – Guess what? In my eyes, keep hating because all you're doing is bringing us positivity, and I will take that all day. Yeah, I mean, regardless if it's positive or negative, right, any exposure is good exposure. Mm -hmm. Yep. So go ahead. Keep talking about us. And while we're going to keep talking about ourselves and we're going to keep doing things how we do it, right, We again, we know we're doing things the right way. Yeah, we're going to stay true to ourselves. Yeah. You know, we don't got to try to entertain anybody else, Mm -mm. you know. Part of this podcast is uh, to help us with recruiting, something, a resource that the school provides. um, That's just one of the many resources that our school has for kids and for us. Yeah. 
but Coach Jones, I got a question for you. Yep. <clears throat> because you are heavily on Twitter, mm-hmm. and over these last couple of days, it's been fun. It's been real fun, <laughs> yeah. real fun. So, um, how do you feel about the attention that you're getting for the post, the tweets that you are making? Uh, I don't mind them. They don't. They don't phase me either way. You know, because uh, in all honesty, I I try to speak truth. That's just that's just it. And not everybody can accept the truth. That you is know? true. Everybody wants to live in the dark or live in the shadows. Mm-hmm. But when I speak the truth now, now I'm, of course you're gonna have that one group that agrees, but you're gonna have that whole other group like, hey, shh, don't yeah, say that. Shh, you know, be quiet. Yeah. Well, I, I think to me, and once again, you know, I know I'm gonna hurt some feelings, but. I feel like it comes down to accountability, right? Mm-hmm. And and which which we lack in as a society, right? And mm-hmm. you're gonna make it. You're gonna make a comment saying, "Hey, you know, instead of instead of critiquing how these guys are reaching out to you, why don't you teach them?" Okay, well, one, we have posted numerous posts of cool. what we think is the proper way to address a, a coach that you're trying to be recruited by. That's one. Correct. That's all through. That's all through the profile, man. Right. Yeah. And two. And I'm not saying that I'm once again, this isn't saying every single high school coach, right? Cause I had great high school coach, but it's part of your job as a high school coach to make sure that your guys are doing things the proper way. Mm-hmm. If they're not doing something the proper way, that's kind of a reflection on you because if you have any interest in that guy and his success, you should tell him, hey, man, listen, maybe that's not the best way to reach out to these coaches. Maybe that's not the best thing to say. Maybe your at shouldn't be sugar daddy 714. <laughs> like, you know, and if you want to be have that as a Twitter page, then have a separate page where you have a professional page and you have another page, whatever the case may be. But also, if I, if I want a player to reach out to me a certain way because I feel it shows a certain respect – if that player don't want to show me that respect, then he don't have to reach out to me. Right. Exactly. So that's just my opinion. I think you said it before, too, that um, you also don't sugarcoat, right? Right. right. You're not Willy Wonka. I you don't sugarcoat. <laughs> I definitely don't make Willy Wonka money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so in, in saying the truth, sometimes you're going to ruffle some feathers and uh, you're going to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. But at the end of the day, are they still going to be following you? Exactly. Are they still gonna have some type of respect for you? Exactly. So hey, I, honestly, I don't see nothing wrong with what you said. Of you don't want to be emailed. I don't think. Yeah. I I think the people that disagree with what you said, I don't think they ever been in this position. Maybe. Right. I mean, I can't really say because I read some of the comments. I didn't read all of them. Right. Right. Too many. Right? Way too many. Yeah. But for the ones that I did see, it was like, okay, have you ever been in this position? To under to know how this man feels about getting thousands, not only just thousands of DMs, right. but you probably get thousands of texts. You probably get thousands of e- like that's a lot. And you know what? That's that's different. That's different areas that I got to try to pull kids from. Exactly. So you're not helping yourself by sending that email, thinking, okay, he's gonna look at this email before he look at this DM or text message. Right. Yeah. And I just want to interject real quick because I, I mm-hmm. feel like I have to clarify something before people get the the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. You didn't even post your email in a recruiting manner. Exactly. You exactly. posted a a graphic about how we were hiring For another coaches. coach, mm-hmm. which had your email on it. Yes. Right. So that that email wasn't initiated as a recruiting tool. Exactly. 
here's the other thing. Once again, this is unspoken. You don't like my opinion. I apologize. It is very disrespectful if you post something on Twitter saying, oh, you know, I my grandmother died. I'm heartbroken. I appreciate everybody reaching out, yada, yada, yada. And then some kid posts his highlights. Yes. yes. Stop it. Like To all athletes, listen to what Coach Hoke just said. Please, 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 please stop it. Right? It's a respect thing. Like you said, have some respect for that coach in that situation, right? Not and Even if it's not a funeral, right? He just got married, just had a, a kid. Just taking a family photo. Yeah, right. anything. Like, I understand and I get it, and I know some people are going to get pushed back up. Well, they're just trying to get recruited. They're just trying to get seen. I understand that. DM me. DM. There's a time and a place for everything. Every single post you make on Twitter can be commented on. Literally. Don't choose that one. And I get it. People are going to say, oh, well, if you put something on social media, you're exposing yourself to be, you know, addressed in in a sense. Sure. All right. 100%. Fine. But that's the difference between being respectful Mm -hmm. and being disrespectful. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's got to be a separation of that. There's got to be a separation of when is the right time and place to do something? Yeah. So if I make a tweet that has nothing to do with football and you follow that tweet up with your highlight film right. or or something trying to get recruited, like, that's just inappropriate. Like, yeah. and once again, I know people are going to say, well, you posted a post on Twitter. It's going to be, you know, subject to people commenting on it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, but guess what? At the same time, that same kid that's going to put his highlights on a post that's personal like that, well, you just gave up an opportunity at being recruited because I'm going to take that as disrespect, and I'm not even going to look. That that doesn't even make me want to look at it right? at all. Right. Like, I just go over it, go past it. Like, we we literally will sit on Twitter and make actual recruiting posts, right? Every post that I posted about the class of 23 – I'm not going to sit here and say I looked at every single athlete, Mm -hmm. but I looked at a lot of athletes, and if I liked you, I DM'd you. Or if you already followed me and DM'd me, I followed you back and DM'd you back, and we had a conversation. And, again, right, just kind of how we talked about on the last episode, right, we don't have no rules to recruiting technically, Mm -hmm. right? So we can recruit all year long. Yeah, not with sprint football. We we can recruit all year long, right? So, again, just because – I posted a family picture or anything like that. That don't mean you have to comment on it. Athletes, just have some type of respect, at least for those type of posts. We're not saying for every single post, but for the ones that, you know, we're talking about our family, we're talking about our loved ones, they just keep it there, right, for that post. Outside of that, do whatever you want. Right, I uh I don't know. I like I said. I I get it. You know this this. You could play devil's advocate all day, and you could say, "Well, coach, you know these kids are just trying to reach out for an opportunity, and this, that, and the other thing." And, and once again, I get that. Like, but one, <clears throat> excuse me. But once again, it's time and place. Like, yeah. I have a Facebook page, and I I separate my Facebook page from my Twitter. So most of my Facebook page is going to be, you know, more of my personal stuff because I have. You know, I've only got close family and friends and everything on my Facebook. So, you know, I separate Facebook and Twitter for a reason. But at the same time, just because my Twitter is open doesn't mean that somebody's got to 
take advantage and try to comment stuff on it like that. It's like that's where the respect and the disrespect comes in, and and hopefully, you know, they're going to understand what the the difference is between, you know, when I should post a tweet and when I shouldn't. So let me ask you now, Coach Hawk, uh, how did you feel, because we already talked about it a little bit earlier, but how did you feel when you found out that a kid got offered and somebody was acting like they was you, then you're a imposter? I, I mean, like I said, like, I'm flattered, you know, if somebody wants to go out there and pretend to be me. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you, you could put all your hate on me you want. I'm a grown man. I could deal with it. But – when you're creating, you're literally creating a fake phone number Yeah, that you reach out to kids and offer them literally after one text, because I saw the text message mm-hmm. and I even called the number that was supposed to be me. Obviously nobody answered. I left a very professional, nice message. I like that. But uh, it, it's, it's just, like I said, you can attack me all day. I'm a grown man. I'll handle it. But when you're, you're damaging these kids for what? To make me look bad, so you're you're playing with a kid's emotions. You're, you're making a kid think he's got an opportunity that he doesn't to take a shot at me. Listen, that doesn't talk about the kind of person I am. Right. That talks about the kind of person you are. Exactly. And just so it's on record, we will find out who it is for the behind the fake accounts and all that. We will find out who it is, so you ain't got to worry about none of that. Right, because what people don't know in this modern computer day industry, uh, there's IP addresses. Correct. And IP addresses are traced. So just when people moving forward, when they think that they're being slick and all this, just realize we are at a university, we do have IT stuff, mm-hmm. and we understand how it works. Yep. So that's okay. You know, keep playing. It's all right. I ain't hurt. But just like with my kid, with my daughter, you can come at me all you want. <laughs> Don't play with my daughter because that's when that's when things are going to get, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's when we're going to figure it out. You could say, take your shots at me. I ain't going to lose a second of sleep. You take a shot at our kids and stuff. Now we're going to look into it to put, to put a stop to it because that's just, I mean, it, it's just uncalled for and it's just – the fact that it's even come to that is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So I got a question. This kind of is off topic, but I've been wanting to ask this, Mm -hmm. not just to y'all, but just to football players in general, right? So everybody remembers when Deion Sanders first got to Colorado, right? Yeah. All right, we all been football players before. If we was in that meeting, what is your initial reaction? Are you staying or are you leaving? I mean, me personally, and like I said, I can only answer for myself. I feel like if you're going to hold me to a standard, mm-hmm. I'm going to be at that standard because I didn't – anything I do in life, I, I have this very perception of I'd rather try and fail than wonder what if. So if I'm sitting in that meeting and he tells me you either want to be here and you want to win and, and be great or you want to go, mm-hmm. I'm being great. It, it, it kind of reminds me. Sorry to cut you off, no, uh, Hulk. It kind of reminds me of the show um, "How I Met Your Mother," and uh, Ernie will always say, "Challenge accepted." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll always bet. They'll always make some type of crazy bet or or something like that, and he'd just be like, "Challenge accepted." Yeah, right, right. I ain't gonna lie, I'm staying. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I ain't absolutely. gonna lie. I'm, I'm tuning out everything else he's talking about. Yeah. 
I'm gonna be starstruck and be like, damn, I play corner. Deion Sanders is my coach now. <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even care if I would have played a single down. I'll stand just to learn from him. Right. Right. Because right. even when I was playing as a as a football player, I knew I wanted to be a coach. Mm-hmm. So if I can sit there and learn from him. I'm not going nowhere. Like some of these kids got in their feelings, like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna." No, the problem was y'all didn't want to work. Right. Y'all well, I, I I can tell you this: instant gratification runs wild in our society right now. Let alone a football team. Yeah. Right. Everybody, like I said all the time, everybody wants to hold up a trophy at the end of the year. Nobody want to put in the work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Nobody wants to be held accountable. It's like, you know. Everybody has this mentality of, and and I don't mean everybody, obviously, but people have this mentality of, you know, if I succeed, I want to be recognized. But Mm -hmm. if I fail, I don't want to be told anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if you don't learn from your failures, you're not going to be truly successful. Exactly. Because failing is what builds character. Failing is what makes you realize what success is. It's just like, how are you going to know what it's like to be happy if you don't know what it's like to be sad? How do you know what, what joy is if you don't feel pain? Mm -hmm. So you have to know failure to know success. That's what that's just the way it is. Right. You have to overcome it Mm -hmm. because that is going to be what makes you better. Yeah. But I just wanted to ask that. I was just wondered how other people felt. Cause I knew how I would have responded to it. He, he, and, and that's another thing. People took it as, oh, he told everybody to just go jump in the portal. Nah. nah. It, it was a challenge, and it was setting a standard. And if you can't meet that standard, by all means, jump in the portal. Yeah. But this is our standard. We we going to get you here. Right. So that was, hey, challenge accepted. Yep. And That's even, how I would have e- felt about it. Right. And even if I'm not going to be a starter on that team, like you said, Coach Reddick, I'm going to take as much of an opportunity to learn mm-hmm. as much as I can from somebody who has the accolades that he does. Man. Because whether or not my football career ends there, like you said, if I want to go on to a coaching position, even if I do make the NFL, there is nothing that I could have learned from him that I can say made my life worse. Yeah. If anything, it's going to give me a better opportunity, better chance. So why am I going to sit here and say, oh, I don't need to know anything you know. I mean, you're only a Hall of Famer. Right. What is that going to do for me? Right. A Hall of Famer that scored a touchdown and hit a home run in the same week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, like you say, man, it's like you just – you just do you want to be great? And if you want to be great, are you willing to put in the effort to be great? I, I think everybody wants to be great regardless of where they're at in life and what they're doing in life. Yep. But I think the problem is nobody wants to put in the work. Right. It's the that, instant gratification. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, you're going to have to work at something, right? Regardless if you play football, if you have a nine-to-five, you're doing whatever you do. You got you got your little side hustle, whatever you do. You don't have to put in work into it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look at the Bill Gates of the world, the Deion Sanders of the world, all these famous people that a lot of people look up to. Majority of them had to work for that. Matter right. of fact, speaking of all those famous guys – how many can you walk up to and ask them, hey, how many sleepless nights did you have? Come on right. now. How many How many uh, days out the week did you not eat because you forgot because you was too busy grinding and working? Come on now. Like, how many people can walk up to that person and be like, ask those questions, right. you know? Instead, we want to ask, hey, can I have a dollar or can yeah, I have hey, man, money? Hey, man, let me get a picture, man. Right. Man, forget this picture, man. Hey, man, tell me how you did what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you ain't got to tell me word from word plan for plan but 
give me a blueprint or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know though, but I just find it funny that a lot of people when that first came out, a lot of people was like, "Oh, Deion Sanders should have never did that." I can tell a lot of y'all never been coaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't even know the behind the scenes stuff that goes on. No, they don't. It's like, Mm-mm. and and that's the funny thing. It's like everybody seems to have the loudest opinion with the least experience. Hello. Like, let me say that again. Yes, go ahead one more time. Mm-hmm. You preach everybody. It. Everybody. Has the loudest opinion, mm. but the least experience. I touched myself. Ooh, what? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't understand where people think that they automatically have the knowledge of a situation just because of how they feel about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you ain't been through it, you can't tell me nothing about it. Right. Right. How are you going to tell me what it's like? This is, and I did a paper on this, Mm -hmm. right? So I could tell you this is a legit statistic. People who used to be drug addicts and alcoholics Mm -hmm. tend to be better therapists than people who just have their master's degree in psychology. Because they've never been through it. It, Because they've never been through it. How are you going to sit there as somebody who has never, you know, slept in their car, ate out of a dumpster, you know, hadn't showered for months, whatever the case may be, lost your family because of your addiction. Shoot, but lost now, your teeth. right. But Man, teeth, I, voice, I mean, the whole nine is just. Yeah. And so, but when you hear that from somebody who knows what that feels like and what that, what it's taken to get through it, it's one thing for me to say, listen, it's going to be painful, but it's going to be worth it at the end when I actually have the receipts for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when anybody wants to hate on us, that's fine. Like I said, because you don't know, nobody knows e- any of us. Right. They and, don't know what we've been through, what we've done. And, and speaking on that, too, what we've been through, all of us have unique experiences to where I can honestly say we came from, we came from almost nothing. Right. right? We came from the hood. Right. Yeah. You're from Connecticut. You're from Kansas City. I'm from St. Louis. And we came from uh what Drake likes to say started from the bottom. Now yeah. here, everybody joked about how he was on Degrassi and stuff. He didn't really start it from the bottom, but I can say we actually started from the bottom and we're still climbing. We're not even here. Yeah, I remind right. people all the time: you have not arrived. You got to keep going. It's right. always somebody coming up behind you. Right. You know. What did I say? What a couple of weeks ago, last week, or whatever? I think I got too comfortable with a lot of things. And that threw off my mental for a lot of how I was thinking, how I was going about things. I got comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? Hidden gym. Do not get comfortable in whatever you do. Continue to grind. Continue to work like you are still at the bottom. Because at any given day, any given moment, it can be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. And that's where that competition comes in. Exactly. No, you good. You good. And I, I had to learn that, and I'm still learning that, that, you know, you have to continue to put in the work. You got to continue to grow. You got to be. You got to continue to learn. Continue to take advice from other people, right? Not opinions. I learned this from my homeboy EJ. He said, "A lot of people will give you an opinion, mm-hmm. not advice. A lot of people will give you an opinion, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So you got to be able to." Hold, different- on, hold on, hold on. Say that again. Oh, okay. So my homeboy EJ, he said, "You got to be able to listen to the advice." Not the opinions. Yeah, that, that somebody's opinion. Opinion. 
versus advice. Advice. Yes, mm-hmm. you got to be able to tell the difference between the two, right? Because not everybody is looking at it how you're looking at it. Not everybody is thinking how you're thinking, right? So for the people that you really have around you that's really giving you actual legit advice, mm-hmm. regardless if they're in that career path or not, they're still giving you legit advice, mm-hmm. you got to be able to take that. Right. And, 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 and one of the little Wayne songs, right? You know, I'm, I'm put dating myself or whatever, but he says we walk the same path, mm-hmm. but I got on different shoes. Yep. We in the same building, yep. but got different views. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's about what you're willing to do. That's going to change your view. Yep. What yeah. you're willing to do. That's going to change your path. And mm-hmm. people got to think of it like this too, as well. An opinion is what that person thinks, exactly. right? Everybody has an opinion, exactly. but the people that have advice for you, that's for you. Right. That's, that's to help benefit you, not them. Right. That's to benefit you. And, and I also think that's where the separation of people who give opinions. It's like you said, that's what they think yeah. mm-hmm. when they give advice, they're giving you advice because they've been through it. Yep. Yeah. So it's a whole different perspective. And even if they didn't go through it, right. Some people still give you advice because they want the best interest for you. The right. best outcome for you. Right. That's why I said some people may not even be in that same career path as you, but they are still willing to give you advice to make sure you're still going in the right direction. Right. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers. I mean, Eric Thomas, Les Brown, you know, and, and one of the biggest things that they both kind of say in a similar thing is anything that they've done successfully, they've done it through effort and continually pushing forward. Mm-hmm. You know, Les Brown, he, he wanted to be, he wanted to work at this TV station. Every day he went in there and the guy said, no, 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 no. One day he finally went in there and the guy was like, all right, go get me some coffee. And then he got into the business. Mm-hmm. Eric, Eric Thomas, right? Has, he has his master's degree now, mm-hmm. but it took him like 12 years to get it. Mm-hmm. It took him like eight years to get his bachelor's degree. But guess what? At the end of the day, still got he it. still got it. Mm-hmm. Still got it. You know what's crazy as, when you said that? Because I don't really listen to motivational speakers, mm-hmm. right? A lot of my life experiences and life things that I go by, like, it's from me and my homeboys talking. Mm-hmm. So when you said that, I thought about when my homeboy, Terry, told me, he was like, all you need is one yes. Mm-hmm. A thousand people could tell you no. Mm-hmm. All you need is that one yes. Because once you had that one yes, you in the door now. Right. But you got to remember that once you in that door, you start over. Yeah. And you got to continue to work and to continue to grind and continue to push through all the adversity and things like that. So I think, you know, everybody's going to learn different in their life, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's going to learn different at different times. Yeah. So it's like you got to you gotta know who's really here for you and who's really not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to listen to how people, how people talking. Yeah. Are they giving you their opinion or are they giving you advice? Come on now. Right. And, 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 you know, it's like, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. It's, Always. It's, yeah. What do we do with that mistake? Do we learn from it and, and change our, our direction and learn not to make those similar mistakes? Mm-hmm. Or do we let it defeat us and then fall down a different path? And I think yeah. that's what separates successful people from non-successful people. Yeah. Yep. I think I said it on, uh, at the end of, uh, Miss Cleveland's, uh, podcast the other day. Um, Two things that that always happen, right? Adversity always happens. Mistakes always happen. It's what you do after that that determines your character. How far are you going to keep pushing? Because those are the two things that are always inevitable, right? Yeah. Mistakes and adversity. 
Yeah, I agree. I really agree. I mean, I feel like, and, and maybe this is just my opinion, but I feel like when there's great people, I feel like they've overcome something great. I agree. Yeah, like, I like that. Like, in order to, like, they, they nothing was handed to people who have done great things on a res- repeated level. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Wright brothers that invented flight. How many people probably told them, you are the stupidest people. There's yeah. no way you're ever going to fly. Yeah. And now look at us. Mm-hmm. The first guy that ran the four-minute mile, there's no way you're going to run a four-minute mile, man. That's that's too quick. Yeah. And then when he did it, what happened? Oh, what next? he did it. Yeah. Now you got everybody celebrating right. for you. Mm-hmm. But wait a minute. Don't celebrate for me. Mm-mm. You just were telling me. I oh, couldn't do uh, it. I couldn't do it. Now all of a sudden I did it, and now you want to be my friend? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. I think I think we also have to focus on uh, us as coaches and recruiters in college. Um, one thing we I, I think I can speak for all of us. If not, tell me if I'm wrong. Um, we want to be a lot of kids' first yes, yeah. right? How many times these kids looking for D1 offers got a nope or D2 offers? Nope. Or you won't ever play. Yeah. Or a D3 offer. And that's our opportunity as a sprint football uh, program to give them their first yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like Coach Jordan said earlier about his friend saying, it takes that one yes, but now you got to take that yes. Mm -hmm. Got to take it. Yeah. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. drink. Right. Yeah. So when we give you that offer, is it going to be something you take and, Mm -hmm. and take an opportunity from it? Or are you just going to say, oh, man, I'm overlooked and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then now you're sitting on Couch University. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm telling you, it's undefeated. It got yeah. the most five stars, four stars, three stars, two stars, one star, no and star. no stars. Yeah. Right? Couch University is undefeated. It got more stars than Alabama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's because, again, right, it's, it's, it's one other people living through – that child, that student, that athlete, mm-hmm. a lot of people are living through him. And a lot of people are giving opinions mm-hmm. on where he should go, not advice on where he should go. Mm-hmm. There's a biggest difference. I, and, I, and my homeboy, he taught me that. He he really legit taught me that that there's a big difference between opinion mm-hmm. and advice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah if, that's the, if that's the knowledge of the day, shoot, uh, I mean, I accept it. Because that's all I'm always trying to uh, grow for my for myself as well as a person, yeah. um, and I tell people all the time. I think I came to a realization um, that I'm giving advice to all these kids right coming through college, but in the same breath, I'm taking my own advice too. Yeah. Um, because because if you're going to give advice, you got to believe it for yourself. You got to believe it. It got to be in your heart. You can't just say things and and go the other way with it. You know. Um, so that's just one of those things. It's almost like with quotes, right? I mean, it's, it sounds good and all to quote a whole bunch of different people, but if you don't believe it, um, I it mean, it going to matter. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Right. Actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we, we like to keep our podcast under an hour. We're about at that 55 minute mark right now. So I think, uh, you know, what we're going to do is we're probably going to end this at, here and uh, we might put our next podcast at part two just to continue because I think. Uh, this is a very important thing to talk about, and it just, you know, we could talk about it for hours. Um, I think what we'll do the next time, too, is we had CJ the first uh, time, you know, a, a new guy coming in, 
Uh, the next podcast will continue with this conversation, but I think we're also going to have some guys who were here last year. Yeah, some returning um, players. Yeah, yeah, some returning players so they could say uh, how things were from their perspective. But, uh, hey, once again, thanks for taking the time to listen. Wish you all the best, and uh, God bless. God bless. God bless.